Laura. We solemnly swear we're up to no good. Welcome back to Harry Potter Minute, everybody. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Laguna. And today we're talking about Minute 70, wrapping up the week. 70 minutes in to Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Today, um, well, okay, so Minute 70. I didn't do our whole spiel. Sometimes I forget. Um, Welcome to Harry Potter Minute, everybody. The fan podcast where we overanalyze the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. Today we're talking about minute 70. We've already introduced ourselves. We don't do it again. Yeah, let's say. Uh, what if we did? I could make us do it again. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Laguna. Ah, uh, you didn't have to say anything. I would have just, you could have just left me hang in silence. I'm glad you didn't. Would have been terrible. For me, at least. <laughs> minute 70 starts. With Dumbles telling the prefects to lead everyone back to the... Oh, I guess I sort of mentioned that. Lead everyone back to the dormitories. Yes. And it ends with Hermione coming out of the bathroom stall. Presumably, after crying. Well, she's rubbing her eyes, so I would say you're probably right. Rubbing away tears. Rubbing away tears. I only have two notes for this entire (laughs) minute. Okay. Do you want to hear them now? Okay, sure. Snape knows what's up. <laughs> Aunt Harry and Ron saving Hermione. Okay. Um, because, you know, I think that this is such, like, especially after last minute with the troll in the dungeon, I think we're getting into, like, the most iconic moment. That kind of, like, solidifies the relationship of our trio. Exactly. This like is the, their bonding moment. Yeah. This is the moment where they like become friends. Like from here on out, they are, they have each other's backs. Like, do you wonder as adults, like, do they look back? Like, do you remember, do you know the moment we became, we became friends? And I think the funny thing is that the moment for Harry and Ron is different than, like, the whole trio, of course. Okay, 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 okay. So, now, I want to, uh, analyze this a little bit, because I was just thinking, like, these are, com- those conversations, usually it's like, do you, because we would have this, too. Um, I could say, like, do you remember when we first met? Like, the first time we met. Like, I think that that's, like, Usually the first impression moment, I think, is, like, a big moment. But Mm. you and I, I can't tell you the first time we met. But I can tell you when I think we became friends. No, I, you know, I couldn't tell you exactly a moment in which we met. It was, like, the first moment. I have, like, various things that kind of, like, fuddle around in my head. Like, because I do remember early on. Uh, you were working in a different part of the movie theater than I was. Sure. Uh, and when, and I could have swore, like, when I met you, you were back bar and not 
I yes like anywhere else. Um, for those of you outside the movie theater who don't know what that means, like the person who runs the concession stand, basically behind, not the one on the registers, who's like keeping everything stocked and warm, right? Popcorn popped. Um, exactly. Yeah, I think that if I said like the first moment. Like, I know we must have worked together quite a bit before that, mm-hmm. but I think the first moment that, like, solidified our friendship, you gave me a birthday present that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, for your 21st birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a while ago. For your 21st birthday. Um, but I see- don't know. I made- I'm a, <laughs> I'm a strange person in that way. Um, I'd- have my issues when it comes with like people and sure. And I, I mean, and everyone I, struggles I've, sometimes, right? And I've mentioned bit. that several times. I am like an antisocial type person. I don't have like a lot of friends. I don't. Victoria, like you have a podcast. Large. I know, but I don't like. I I feel like I can hide better in a podcast as opposed to like. I mean, I was I was also a drama kid because that was supposed to help me get out. Yeah, and 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 that whole like spotlight on you type thing is like not my thing. Like I don't necessarily want that attention. Do you think that's why I seem to be maybe the more like talkative? I'm talkative, but like. I definitely feel like I'm like the front foot. Right. And I think that's just because my, my, my social anxieties and how I am. Oh, I understand that too. It's interesting because like both of us are kind of like, I don't want to say, I think I've definitely bloomed a lot. I'm a little more outgoing and like personable because of the jobs I've had. Mm -hmm. But I think that both of us were people that grew up as very like unassuming. I think that if we were in Hogwarts together. If we were characters in the Harry Potter universe, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think we would have been Hermione and Neville. <laughs> <laughs> Why Hermione and Neville? That's so hilarious to me. Uh, um, I get the Hermione comparison a lot. Especially when I was in high school and like the I'm height not, of the Harry I'm Potter thing. I'm not Harry and I'm not Ron. Uh, just because my hair is very frizzy and bushy, and I do come off as a know-it-all sometimes. So even Ricky will be like, oh, like, you're totally Hermione. And I'm like, oh, but Luna. He goes, no, you're, you're like, you're weird. He's like, but you're not weird enough to be Luna. And I was like, oh, man. I go, but she's the Ravenclaw. So it was, yeah. it was kind of like a bitter thing with me, because I never really saw myself as such a, you know, because I, I almost, I almost called Hermione a little bossy, and I, and I don't think myself as bossy. No, I don't. You're right. Hermione is a little bossy. So, so I don't, I don't have that. But I do see a lot of the other stuff because I, I was, I did definitely always have my I, head I, in the book. I and... think I just mean like, like early Sorcerer's Stone. Hermione and Neville, like, the two of them that are the outcast pair. Like, before she's established as part of the trio. Yeah, she's, like, hanging out a lot with Neville. Yeah. Yeah, she's the one on the train that's helping him look for Trevor. Yeah, because he's already lost his toes. I feel like that's us. (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, Oh, my goodness. See, no, what I mean, but why, why I asked is because, like, 
you you said that you think that like the moment for Harry and Ron where they like became friends with Hermione might be different. And so here here's my my opinion on the thing. I think we can talk about it a little bit, but like me the outsider. Mm-hmm. Like me the muggle reading the book. Um thinks about the first moment with the trio as that moment on the train where she's helping Neville and she comes to their compartment and is like, Hey, have you seen a toad? Like that's their moment. This is the moment where they get together the first time. Mm -hmm. But I guess as like a student at a school or going to a school, like that's like a breath. That's like a moment that came and went and passed. And then like, who knows how long went by before they interacted again. Like, we don't know how many weeks pass over... The, I mean, we do, but... Weeks I mean, pass over the feel, course of yeah. events of the story yeah, yeah. and feels really rushed to us. But I think that the establishing moment for Harry... you Okay, you said the establishing moment for Harry and Ron would be different. Well, if you want to say that then that goes for everybody and everything oh well yeah of course like you know what i mean what i'm going to ask is like what do you think the moment for harry versus the moment for ron is like the moment like ron saw like harry as his friend as opposed to no when hermione as their friend as like part of their group like the three of them are a trio together i think it's this i think it's the troll in the bathroom Whereas for Harry, I think that for Harry, the moment that he identified Hermione as like, oh, you're a friend of mine, was after seeing Fluffy. Because she gathered knowledge from that that is important to what he's interested in, which is the grubby little package that Hagrid picked up. Right. Because when she says that there's a trapdoor, he immediately is thinking like, oh, like, someone tried to steal this thing we picked up. And Hagrid said that it's safer like, at Hogwarts. Like intellectually, and there's this yes, they kind of like clicked, <laughs> as opposed to Ron and Hermione. Ron at this point is, uh, is still like she. That's why she doesn't have any friends. Like, yeah. Like, Whereas so like they're about to have this moment, and the knowledge she get. Well, we'll talk about this next week. But. The reason he can save Hermione is because of the knowledge that she gave him. Right. Which we will get into. Right. Because I have so much to say about the beginning of their relationship. Holy, oh my God. But, uh, yeah, I think that this is the, the defining, we're, we're about to approach, we're approaching the defining moment of our trio, which I'm stoked about. Cause it's like, um, it's like an event. Something big happened. Like, who um, who fights trolls when you're 11? Yeah. Uh, and, Not only who and fights they make trolls, the conscious who decision defeats to, like, them. Yeah, and they made a conscious defend, uh, uh, decision to, like, we're going to go help her and put themselves in danger to help her. It's all like, Yeah, oh, like, you know. We'll talk about this next week. Well, no, we'll talk about this in this minute, actually. This is on <clears> minute. This is the first piece of a little bit that's on minute. Harry grabs Ron. And is like, Hermione's still in the bathroom. And doesn't know what's going on, basically. And Ron could say no. He could be like... Like, nah, screw that. We're supposed <laughs> to go back to the dorm. She's a know-it-all anyway. Someone will find her and get her, you know. And he goes with Harry. Mm-hmm. 
And I love that. We'll get to that. That's going to happen later. And we honestly um, have not even begun talking about this minute. It's good. It's a good minute. Oh, this is such a good minute. Um, that was just the first seconds that we allowed it to yeah. roll. Off yeah, and we just went off with it. Yeah. No. So, um, Dumbledore at the end of the last minute, the very beginning of this minute, tells the prefects that they will take the the their houses back to their dorms. And you said. But Slytherin's house is in the dungeons. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason that that's okay is that Dumbledore and the rest of the teachers are going to the dungeons as well. I see. He does. Say he that. says, teachers will follow me to the dungeons. So my assumption is that they are escorting all of Slytherin House to the dungeons. Like, it's not like they're going to take two different sets of staircases down there um, to go figure out what's going on with this troll. So, Slytherin House will be fine because they have their teachers at their backs. Also, the troll's on the dungeon. But we'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, teachers will follow me to the dungeons. And then, uh, and the students, uh, leave in an orderly fashion. Yeah. So we see the, we see the students start to leave and then we see McGonagall kind of look at Dumbledore and then look out at the crowd and she heads one direction with Dumbledore and then we see Snape. Yeah. Oh gosh. (laughs) Are you mourning for him? (laughs) Do you have something to say? She always has something to say. She always has something to say. I think she's the one that's on the podcast the most. She's the talkative one. Mm-hmm. So Snape looks around a little bit. Very concerned. Um, instead of going with the rest of his house, he decides that he's going to turn around and go through the door that is conveniently located directly behind him. <laughs> it is. Convenient door is convenient. Convenient door is convenient. Yes. Um. Yeah, he looks so concerned, and then he rushes out of that door behind him. Uh, he's like, oh, Where do we crap. think he's going? We, the audience, not us who have read all the books. Bu- Watching this movie for the first time ever. Okay. No knowledge of Harry Potter. We think Snape might be a bad guy because Harry's scar hurt and he was a jerk to Harry. Right. Where's Snape going? If you're going He based... ducked out away <clears throat> from the rest of the professors. If you're going based on that information and that information alone, then I would think that that, pers- that, uh, that person with no knowledge would make the assumption that he is on his way to Fluffy. Okay. Well, so, Harry Potter. Well, hey, well Harry doesn't seem to go away, so it doesn't matter. Let's skip that. Uh, you and I, knowing the things that we know, <laughs> having read the book, Harry uh-huh. Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, and mm-hmm. having watched the movie, mm-hmm. 
we know that he is going to see Fluffy, yeah. actually. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's a fair assumption, but for very different motivations. But different motivations. Different motivations. Okay. Uh, you're reading the Snape book. I am. Does the Snape book, the definitive Snape, is that what it's called? Snape, a definitive reading. Yes. Snape, a definitive reading. Uh, does it have anything to say on this particular moment, the events of Halloween? I wish I could say I was better, better prepared for you to ask me that. I apologize I, to put you I on I the didn't spot like this. Think about it, because I have already moved past this, moved past this okay. point. Um, but offhand, I don't remember anything specific about um, what's going on in this moment. Well, like, you know, this, this moment. This, this moment. But, like, presumably... Snape already knows about Quirrell. Yes. Does everyone else know about Quirrell? Uh, I believe... How much do you think Snape stared with the rest of the staff? If... Well, see, that's why I... <laughs> that's why I really laughed at that meme that was going around about, um... You know the teacher's lounge or the that conversation oh, yeah, you yeah. guys were having uh, you were having about like how that teacher's lounge thing would go uh-huh. because you guys are like kind of on the money like, that's like exactly what's happening Dumbledore know like everyone knows and Dumbledore is keeping a record of the minutes and just like he knew that Gilderoy Lockhart was a fake yeah. and wanted to you know, okay, him. the trolls in the dungeon. Let's put up this facade that, like, we're gonna go to the dungeon to find this troll that Quirrell has encountered. Even though we've already been setting up these traps beneath the school, and the trap that Quirrell set up was also a troll. These are different. Tro- they're different trolls. We know they're different <laughs> trolls. Because when Harry sees the unconscious one later in the book, because it doesn't happen in the movie, it is a bigger troll. Uh, they must know that Quirrell's the one that let the troll in. But Snape is the one that takes it upon himself to go after Quirrell. Well, not after Quirrell, but go investigate Fluffy. Wait, I no, okay, 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 wait. Quirrell is pretending to be unconscious on the floor of the Great Hall. Mm-hmm. So, why doesn't... So what is Snape's plan? To defend? Is he gonna go to the third floor corridor and then hold his ground? Yeah, why not? Then why go in the room with Fluffy? There's that entire room with Gunhilda de Gorsmore outside of the door with the room with Fluffy. Mm-hmm. That he could have dueled in. That's true. Why face Fluffy? That is a good question. I do not have the answer. <laughs> 
Also, if Dumbledore and the rest of the professors are aware, because I think we're assuming that they know everything. Right. Are aware that this is a bluff. I guess going to the dungeons is a precaution just in case he's not bluffing. So, so Snape is the one to like sniff out the bluff while the rest of them go investigate just in case he's telling the truth. Maybe yeah, they're putting it, on a front so if, that if the double agent thing is already in effect and it can go in effect as early as this, like it could even seem like he's going to help him. I think in the book the encounters that we see through Harry's eyes seem to imply that Snape and Quirrell are in cahoots. They look like they're co-conspiring. Yeah. Because he talks about joining the right side and right, whatever in the forest. So. What is the um, context of Harry witnessing the event? Like, okay, does everything that happens in the book always happen through Harry's eyes? Right? Everything, right? Everything. Yeah, everything. What is the context of Harry seeing the encounter that Snape and Quirrell have in the woods? Because that's the thing that happens. I think it's just, like, literally driving home that... No, 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 no. Why is he there? Oh, why is Harry Because Harry... I understand... Well, I mean, it doesn't happen in the movie. But there's an encounter in the woods in the book. Wow. Oh, gosh. Before the encounter outside the library. I think. I don't know why he'd Maybe be he's just out there because it's been a while since I reread I the book either. again. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think that there's like several encounters between the two of them that are overseen in Gob- in uh, Sorcerer's Stone. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. So Snape goes off in his own direction, and then we cut to Percy Weasley. Yay, Percy! Yay, Percy! Percy. Before he uh, turns into a total tool. Leading the first years, as always. So he's guiding them back to the dormitory. And, um... Harry asks Ron, how could a troll get in? And Ron's like, well... Trolls are stupid. Trolls are stupid. It's probably just people playing jokes. People playing jokes. Ha ha, look how funny it is that I let a troll in the Hogwarts. Friggin' troll. How did he. How. 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 (laughs) How did Quirrell get a troll in the Hogwarts? Why is the. What floor is the girl's bathroom on? Our bathrooms just like. I mean, is there they go houses or is there just random bathrooms? I don't know. Neville said that Hermione's been in the bathroom all day crying. The bathroom, which bathroom? So is there only one bathroom for? uh, We know the prefects have their own bathroom. That's true. Uh. Also, let me see.
All, oh, well, okay. Parvati Patil is in Gryffindor. I was going to say, so maybe it's got to be, I was going to say if, if she was, I think her her sister. She is the Gryffindor Bathroom. Yeah, because isn't Padma a Ravenclaw? I'm pretty sure the two of them are in different houses. Right, they didn't end up in the same house. Yeah. Just because they're twins doesn't mean they have to be in the same house. I, which I think is awesome. That's, like, the only time we ever see any instance of any, like... Because all the Weasleys are in Gryffindor. Every Weasley ever has been in Every single one. Yeah. You know what would have made Chamber of Secrets a little more interesting? What if Ginny was a Slytherin? And that's why Tom Riddle was so interested in her. Oh. Like, it's just another layer. Just another fold in the... I think I read somewhere that they wanted to make a Weasley a Slytherin, so... I think we talked about this a few weeks ago. So there you go. There you go. I think Ginny should have been a Slytherin. And then if Harry Mary a Slytherin, aww! I know. And then that would totally make even more sense with, like, Albus. And... Maybe. They couldn't have been on the same Quidditch team, though, and I really like the two of them playing Quidditch together. It's a cute little image. I know. He's the coach, but she's the one that shuts everyone up for him. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Well, we'll talk about that in four movies. <laughs> Five movies? Oh, hi. I don't think that happens until... Order of the Phoenix? Half-Blood Prince? One of those two. It's gotta be one of those two. Yeah. <laughs> one of those. Um. So, trolls are stupid. Yep. They look pretty darn stupid when you see them, too. Lord of the Rings trolls are... smarter than Harry Potter trolls. Yes, they are. Uh... Little tease for our listeners. Cassandra Fredrickson of Lord of the Rings Minute is going to be our guest next week to talk about trolls. The troll in the dungeons. The troll in the dungeons. She actually requested the troll in the dungeon scene before we did our troll minutes on her show. Oh, funny. But uh, I think now that we've really like dug into Harry Potter... I am so excited to talk about the differences in these trolls. Like, we only saw some statues for Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. But, like, Bert, Tom, and William, much more intelligent than the troll that's in this bathroom. Oh, yes. Very very much so. And I think it'll be interesting to, like, talk about that and the differences between the kinds of trolls that appear in the different series and, like... The differences between... Oh, I don't know. I don't want to... Troll wanna, mythos? The differences in trolls in Lord of the Rings. Because, like... The trolls we saw, the statues we saw... Are, like, hill trolls? Right. Or mountain trolls? And they have different types of trolls. And they speak and they have names. hmm But then they encounter a cave troll in Moria. Yeah. Which is just a brute monster that attacks. Ugh, yeah, I think. It doesn't speak. It doesn't have any... No, there's no intelligence there. Does well, we won't see our troll except for the very beginning or very very end of the minute. This minute, um, 
But these aren't intelligent trolls. Literally, Ron says right here, trolls are stupid. Yeah, they don't. They definitely don't have names. No, especially not Cockney Southern, <laughs> like British names, sounding names. Yeah, Tom, William, or Bert. Yes, they have great names. They they do. They have great names. I, I like those names. They do have good names. Yeah. We don't know if Harry Potter trolls turn to stone in the sunlight. Oh, we don't. Considering it's the middle of the night. Yeah. Not the middle of the night. It's dinner time. Uh, oh, it's like six o'clock. Six o'clock. For kids eating Six o'clock. I don't know. They're eating dessert, so maybe. A little later. Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. How long is dinner in the Great Hall? Two. You, you, you said eight o'clock. Two hours. Wow. How long would you spend in the Great Hall for dinner? Um... I don't think two hours. I mean, I exaggerated a little bit. Okay. Um, no, but I think a good hour. Yeah, because like you're, I think like, dinner's probably a long. Because you're probably like socializing a little bit. Um, but that begs the question: Do you have to sit with your house, or what if you're friends with someone else in a different house? Can you go like sit with them? Can you sit anywhere you'd like? Yeah. I think that Dumbledore would approve of people sitting wherever they like. He's the one who delivered the bl- uh, nitwit blubber oddment tweak. And we talked with Alex a few weeks ago about how that seemed to be defining the separation of the houses mm-hmm. and how he disapproved of that. So I think that they probably are allowed, but I don't think it's a common occurrence. Right. So I feel like if you really want to socialize, then can't you just go to the common room and hang out? If you're socializing with, yeah, you're right, with your house. Yeah. I feel like that's much more comfortable. And is food not allowed in the common room? Can you have snacks and hang out? And... I would assume you could... <coughs> uh, What if you have a free period? What is, like, <laughs> our... Are mealtimes defined moments where every student in the school gathers in the Great Hall? Or are you just kind of left here? Or is the Great Hall sort of like a cafeteria buffet status? Like, you could go in any time of day and something's going to appear on the table. Because it seems like you're No, they definitely, everyone gathers for breakfast and dinner. Yeah, but in the middle of the day, it what seems is lunch like... like? In the middle of the day, it seems like you can kind of just do whatever you want. Cause Where do you of- get... You must go to the... Ca- you have to go to the Great Hall for food. Where else is food present in all of Hogwarts? Well, once can you, you get- go down to the kitchens? You need a password to get through the painting of the pear. You do. So... Huh. I guess you have to get food in the Great Hall. Yeah. So maybe there's a defined lunchtime that we just don't see. We do see students hanging out in the Great Hall later in the movie. Right. Not eating. Just hanging out in there. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe they're just hanging out in there. So Harry Harry tugs on Ron. Ron's like, what? <laughs> it's like, Hermione. 
Well, duh. She doesn't know. She doesn't know there's a troll coming. No, she wasn't in the Great Hall when she wasn't in the Great Hall when Crow collapsed. Happened. She's in the bathroom, crying. Because of you. Because of you. Because <laughs> of you, you jerk. I know. I know. <laughs> I just. Fault. I want someone to like give Ron hell for being such a jerk, and it doesn't happen. We have to be the ones to like smack him around a little bit for being a a a a, 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 a dirt bag. Yep. A little bit an arse an arse has malfoy so eloquently put yep uh so they're gonna go save they're gonna go save hermione they uh they run off back into the building and i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure that uh these are the gloucester cathedral cloisters okay that we saw when they were heading toward the Gryffindor common room earlier, mm-hmm. which I think supports your theory that this is the Gryffindor bathroom. Okay. Yeah. So it must be a, a bathroom for specifically for every uh, dormitory. I would assume there's probably other bathrooms around other places as That's well. That's what I'm saying. Cause there's gotta, there's be, gotta like... be so many bathrooms. I bet you that there's like, how many rooms oh or do you gosh. think there are in Hogwarts? I think... Not only do I think that Hogwarts. Hogwarts is a gigantic castle, I think it's probably bigger on the inside. It's got a. I think that applies. Gigantic knowledge. I well, um. Magic properties. We saw the like more than a dozen staircases with moving. Right. Platforms. Yeah, it just seemed to go on up forever. Yeah. Um. Which I think is a little unrealistic for a building of this structure. And. That's a good point. I don't know. I don't know. I always got the impression that Hogwarts was like. An unknowable maze. Like I, I feel like no one knows the layout of all of Hogwarts. Or knows like every room in Hogwarts. Like. Like the back of their hand. <laughs> no. No. Because I think in the book they even talk about. How. Um, I think in the, in one of the books, they even mentioned how they don't know what every, what's in every room. Doesn't, um, oh, it's gotta be the room of requirement, I guess, now that I think about it. But doesn't, uh, doesn't Dumbledore mention at some point that he found a room once that was, he, that was just like a bathroom? Yeah. (laughs) And then he never could find it again. So, so if you really, really need a bathroom and you're next to the room of requirement, it'll just be a bathroom. I guess so. That's kind of helpful. It's the room of requirement. You need a bathroom. There you go. But I don't, I never, I feel like the, like the building changes and grows. There's like an evolution. Is Hogwarts sentient? <laughs> it's like Howl's Moving Castle. It's just. Is Howl's Moving Castle sentient? It's I mechanical. thought it was mechanical. Okay. It's like a, it's being controlled. Okay. But it so, doesn't, it's not, it's not moving on its own volition. It's not moving on its own volition. Okay. This is just going to spring up legs and. No, but. <laughs> like rooms is it, is moving it, is around it... and, and corridors changing. Give me a horror movie of Hogwarts where oh, it's God. like House of Leaves. That would be terrifying. You can't find your way out because the, the corridors change and the staircases move. So you just get and lost. And Peeves and the Bloody Baron are teaming up after you. 
Oh no, I don't like that at all. Me neither. <laughs> you die in there. Never get out. It's a. It's gonna be Hogwarts, but there's trolls and three-headed dogs around every corner. What's what's that guy? Uh, H. Holmes, the one that made (laughs) that hotel where you can't. You're never gonna leave because he made it that way. Yeah, he built. He built it with like secret passageways and 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 beds that dumped through walls into into pits of despair. All that creepy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's gonna be a Hogwarts version. Oh man. But Hogwarts <laughs> is but Hogwarts is the villain. It's not like a guy that like constructed this. It. It's, it's like the building itself. The buildings do it's it. the castle. Oh, that's scary. Flash can't, of lightning. You can't like Great Hall starts raining. You can't defeat Hogwarts. A, a castle. You can't defeat Hogwarts. <sighs> There's the tagline right there for the movie. There you go. Uh, I'm very pleased with this. All right. So Harry and Ron come running down this hallway and, uh, toward the girls' bathroom and they freeze because they hear like a grunting and a growling and, and you see this shadow. I love the shadow work in this movie between McGonagall's transformation and this. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think it's really great. Cats are chatty today. Uh, we see the troll lumbering down the, down the hallway. Definitely lumbering. With, uh, dragging. Dragging like a club. We see the troll for the first time. Yep. He's ugly. He's, yeah, he's not pretty. No. He's big. He is. He's 12 feet tall. And, uh, quite a brute. Quite monstrous. He's wearing like this little loincloth-y looking thing. We'll talk about his clothes when we actually see him a little more proper tomorrow. I don't want to call it clothes. I mean... It's covering him. They're clothes. I suppose. They're intelligent enough to make those? Maybe Coral was embarrassed. And have a sense of shame? Maybe Coral. (laughs) He's like, no, I don't want a naked troll going around (laughs) the school traumatizing (laughs) the children. Uh, no, maybe trolls are enough. Maybe trolls are more intelligent than we give them credit for. Hmm. I don't know. I guess we're getting that next week. With Troll Talk. With Cassandra Fredrickson. Stay tuned. For Troll Talk. That's gonna have to be the name of the, I don't, it doesn't matter what we talk about next week. Is this gonna be Troll Talk? That's gonna be the name of the first episode. There you go. Troll talk. With Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm excited, actually. Can you hear? I Guys. Like, and this is like a talk show. Control talk. Troll talk. Troll talk. You'd be holding like a mug of coffee. Yes. Join us. Once more. For troll talk. And then it's like. Like the intense piano. Like the deep keys. Like an organ. Like type of. Yes. You know. You know what I want. <laughs> I'm there. I'm already there. Yeah. <laughs> this is why we're co-hosts. <laughs> okay. That was everything I have for this week. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for yet another week of Harry Potter Minute. Um, Thanks for bearing with us the last two weeks as we've been doing this slow, solo, flying by the seat of our pants. 
Um, as I have mentioned, we have Cassandra Fredrickson, our dueling genre podcast brethren, uh, from Lord of the Rings Minute, which if you're not listening to Lord of the Rings Minute, you are seriously doing yourself a disservice. Um, I love Lord of the Rings so much. And Cassandra and Norman are doing a fantastic job over there with their show. It is beyond anything I anticipated for the show to be. It is so much fun. Uh, they've begun a weekend edition called Second Breakfast that I think is so much, that's highly entertaining. Mm-hmm. I, um, I really, really want every one of you guys to go listen to that show if you're not already, because it's great. It's like my favorite. I think of all the minute shows I'm listening to, it's probably the one I put at the top of my queue every day. Uh, which, which means a lot, guys, because I listen to like eight different minute shows every not week. Including your other podcasts that are not minute shows. I don't listen to those anymore. Well, that's not true. I do. <laughs> I do, but it feels like I don't listen to them anymore. Indiana Jones is back too now, and I'm just like, struggling guys <laughs> can't even keep up anymore oh. i can't it's hard i can't even deal you said it mischief man no uh <laughs> like, uh i guess i guess uh i guess before i actually wrap up i should just say like if uh if you guys do want more of us you can uh you can join us on patreon at patreon.com slash HP minute. If, if you haven't gotten enough of Victoria and I over the last two weeks, <laughs> we have a Patreon that we do every week called the quibbler. You may have seen that in your live feed a couple of weeks ago. We did a free, um, kind of out there for everyone to listen to episode, which was, uh, which was fun. We weren't in, we weren't, we didn't record it. With the knowledge that everyone was going to hear it. So it is pure, unadulterated quibbler. I had to censor you swearing at the beginning. Like, real early. Sorry. Um, it's fine. It happens, you know. That that show's looser than this one is. So it's a lot of fun. If you guys... Yeah, in actuality, you... guys, I cuss like a sailor. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh... Filthy, filthy. Uh, uh, and also, I want to let you guys know that uh, if you do pledge to become a patron, you have a month to sign up at the $7.31 level to get our first little bit of merch. We're doing Patreon-exclusive merch. Victoria and I are going to be, like, hand-making some stuff, um, I think is the plan. We're pretty sure we're going to do stickers for the first round. Um, but that's going to, we're going to, that's going to grow exponentially. I was having a really hard time with that. It's going to grow <laughs> exponentially, I think, over the course of, of every quarter. At the moment, our plan is every three months, we're going to put out something cool yeah. for you guys. I'll make and, something uh, new. I want it to be more than just, you know, there's so much Harry Potter merch and stuff that's out there. I want it to be a little more intimate than just, you know, another t-shirt or whatever. So join us there. If you don't want the merch and you just want to hear the, the the additional content, 
it's less than four dollars, three dollars and ninety four cents uh, for any of that. So you can find us there as well. And uh, come back next week for our dueling genre crossover with Lord of the Rings Minute with Cassandra Fredrickson and Troll Talk and Troll Talk. Mischief Mischief managed. managed. For real this time. Mischief managed. Dueling Genre.